What's up, everybody? It's lifting coast time. It's a good time of the day. I love, I love recording. I love talking F1. And today, I know Scott, you are a little bit more excited about this one. I'm not more excited, bro. I've been slandering Valtteri Bottas's name for the last year. I mean, it started a lot when uh, we had a huge debate on whether George Russell or Valtteri Bottas deserved the Mercedes seat. And it's kind of continued on because I've, I've pushed my agenda that he was never that good. I know. And here we are today. Dedicated Valtteri Bottas episode. It's not going to be um, roses and flowers. I think it's going to be it's very, gonna be very honest review, right? Um, I mean, I didn't do a dive into him pri- prior to this year. I mean, I looked at some stuff, but you obviously did. Do you want to give some back context to why kind of everything kind of adds up as it leads to it? Definitely. Rosberg won in 2016, which opened up the seat in 2017 for Valtteri. Correct. And, you know, in 2017, first year there, and I mean, he was coming from Mercedes Power too, so um, it wasn't a drastic change, but regardless, he finished third in his first year. What is crazy to me is in 2018, he finished fifth. Like, fifth is bad. Well, especially when you are in the best constructor or with the best constructor. Well, people would argue that Ferrari had a very competitive car that year. But he didn't finish fourth. But no, but that, that's our whole point. I'm saying you can argue that Ferrari had a just as equally competitive car that year. And that's why he finished fifth. Because and when he doesn't have an absolutely dominant car like he did in 19 and 20, where he finished second, second. Where did he finish? He finished fifth because Ferrari was equally competitive and Max Verstappen obviously has been competitive since he's yeah. been a Red Bull. And in 1920, program. both those years, his second place, it wasn't a comfortable second place. I mean, Max was right there. So, you know, well, as but, we... Well, no, we don't even like... See, here's the thing, right? I, I, I think that this is kind of where my, my agenda is pushed towards Valtteri is that you're bringing up to Max. Where did he sit compared to Lewis in those last two years? Nowhere close. Exactly, right? And that was my whole point. Even when I just got into F1 when we were watching Secure and I looked at all stats and I listened to you, Valtteri's nowhere close to Lewis and he's getting beat by George Russell in the first race. I'm like, how can you even justify this guy gets a Mercedes seat? Exactly. Right? So and that, I mean, now when you look at the year that unfolded and obviously we've done the dive on Max, Checo, Lewis. Here we are today with Valtteri. I was trying to find where were the wins, right? Like, because there's a lot of, we're going to talk, we're going to have the brutally honest conversation about a season. And the only thing that you can celebrate, and it's hard to even celebrate, is he won two out of the three sprint races. Well, he won Turkey. He won in Turkey, but it's like... It's still a win. We still got to give him his flowers. It's like, it's, he, he won we, a we race. We always talk about how hard it is. To win a Grand Prix. I mean, that was, a- and that was the only race that, like, he was on pole position. He had a great start. Like, it was, he executed it perfectly. And when you, and th- that may be also counteractive because the most frustrating part is you'd see that and you're like, well, why can't he do more of this? Well, that's the knock on Valtteri is that I feel like he can't consistently string together strong weekends because he either has an issue during the race or during qualifying. And it could, he, I mean, the biggest thing we've always said is he's not a fighter. So, I mean, you had another thought before we jumped into that. What did you want to talk about quickly? Because I, I know you uh, kind of reared off. No, 
it is. It's just a point, and we've talked about this in so many other pods, and here we are today really, really talking Valtteri, is that he has shown flashes of what he can achieve, but he needs to be pushed, and he needs to be motivated, and that is why he's not a great driver. So I, I wouldn't say he needs to be pushed and be motivated because, like, in context, let me give context first. Every driver that's made it to F1 is definitely motivated. You can't make it to F1 and not be motivated, right? But we're comparing Valtteri not to your average driver. We're comparing him to a number two driver on the best team in the world, the best team for the last eight years. It's We're not comparing him to... Sure, if Valtteri goes to Alfa Romeo, no one's going to hold him to the same standards. But you're driving for Mercedes. You're driving, driving for the Silver Arrow. So, yeah, I mean, how much times do we always laugh about Valtteri, go get him from Toto? How many times do we hear that per, at least once per race when he's at least competitive? Yeah, we, we've heard about it multiple times. And it's funny because um, as his reign at Mercedes comes to an end, when we look at the rich history of motorsport in Finland and Finnish drivers, he may actually be the worst Finnish driver. Because you on have Mika Aikinen. Yeah. You have Kimi. Kimi and Kiki Valtteri. Rosberg. Kiki. Nico's dad. Oh, yeah, he's finished. That's right. And then you have, obviously, Valtteri Bottas. So it's like, if all those drivers were in this Mercedes, how different would it be, right? It's like, man, yeah. crazy. It is crazy. So let's start off with his year a little bit. Bahrain, I didn't think he drove a bad race, but he had a bad pit stop, if you remember that. Yeah, and that first race, you're like, okay, third place, It's it's that's Valtteri. Mm-hmm. Um, Imola, he qualified eighth, which is actually embarrassing. Qualified eighth, and obviously him and George collide. Um, but he was sitting in ninth pretty much the whole race. So you're telling me at the beginning of the year when it was literally only you and Red Bull in terms of raw pace, you sat in ninth for the whole race. Sat in ninth. Why is George Russell even close to take, overtaking you? Why is this a conversation? Exactly. There. And, I, and just so everybody knows, I'm staring at Kurt with this blank stare because I just don't understand. And I'm very frustrated. I was frustrated the whole year with Valtteri. But, like, why are you in eighth or ninth? What, what was it? What, George was fighting for tenth, a ninth place. Yeah, so Valtteri was in eighth. Valtteri, no. I think George he was, in, was fighting for tenth place. I believe um, he was trying to was. overtake Valtteri. It so Valtteri's in ninth or eighth. It was for one point. No, but I'm saying Valtteri was in eighth or ninth. That's what I'm saying. What are you doing there? I was just asking, where was George? Was George yeah. fighting for eighth or ninth? Whichever yeah. one it was. But it's like... And George made the comment, right? Like how, how important it is for... You know, he was heated. And I think George was at fault, ultimately. But Of course George was at fault. But, but we're not discussing George's fault. We're not saying... Listen, Valtteri had four DNFs, as we just discussed previously as we jumped on. No one's questioning that. I don't care about his DNFs. Why are you in ninth place? Exactly. We all know that if Valtteri is a much better qualifying driver than he is a racing driver. Yeah, he doesn't race. He qualifies. So if he starts in 10th, pretty good chance he's going to finish there plus minus one or two. Well, no, think about this, right? And we'll get into it, but Mercedes used to run him on long strategies when he finishes late, and that's what happened in Qatar when he does DNF. It can happen in a couple other races where he started... Uh, France. For, yeah, at the bottom half of it, when he took penalties, they ran him on a long strategy. And he's pretty good at managing his tires, but... All, all in all, like, when I think of Valtteri, it's like, I don't get it because even, like, with his team, I feel like his team doesn't really respect him. 
Because think how much times he wants to call for a certain strategy, but they just run their strategy. So it's like, I, I, and we're not here to force a narrative, but it's like, why does Lewis's strategies, like Lewis's strategies seem to be quite on point in race day. Obviously when there's like rain thrown out and stuff, that's stuff we question, right? But it seems like Valtteri's always like, well, we should have been on a two stopper or this or that, right? Like, I feel like I heard that multiple times during the year. Yeah, there was definitely, I think it was a year too long with Valtteri. Like, it, th- there was no need for this year because you could feel the writing was on the wall. There's no respect. Like, you're getting the same average results. So why did you believe in Valtteri before? That's a great question we need to ask. The, Just like, because I, I really, honestly, never dived into it and looked at it objectively. I was always just like, oh, he's a great teammate. Lewis is winning, right? Then when, when I started to break down the actual team dynamic and what the number two driver should be doing, you started to see these flaws and the floor started to get exposed. And it's just hard for anyone to actually sit there objectively and watch season after season and say, you know what? Valtteri is a championship caliber driver because he's not. He's a good driver. Like, no one's saying he's a bad driver, but he's not a championship driver caliber. Yeah, you've got like, 20 drivers Valtteri, in the world. He's had a career that is longer than most, and he he's belongs. won constructors' championships. He's had second-place finishes. He's won races, but ultimately, he is not Nico Rosberg. I don't think he belongs on a team that has championship aspirations. So, I think the best team I put him on, and he wouldn't be my number one driver, is McLaren. Because right now, McLaren doesn't have realistic championship aspirations, right? <laughs> where would you, what's the best team you'd put him on today? I think, Is it's, it Alpine? I think it's fitting that he's going to Alpha where he can help from a developmental standpoint. He can help uh, Joe, but he's not going to be competing. No, I get it, but what's the best team that you put him on? Like, would you put him on Alpine, the fifth team? Like, where would you fit him on? What, what I don't think he belongs on a first team anymore. So you think he belongs on? On the second tier team. Yeah, but Alpine's on a first tier team. They're, so on saying, the, they're on the kind of... Okay, we've got 10 teams, right? There are five that are above average and okay, five that so, are below so average. Okay, so the five... So here's my thing, right? The only teams that have real championship aspirations in 2022, in my opinion, as of Rari right now... Rebel Mercedes. Yes. So he can... I think he can drive number two behind Lando Norris. I think he could drive number two behind... But then, then you're going to be sacrificing Lando's development. Maybe so. Because you said you got to push each other. And let's no, no, but, let's but, but that's different. It. It's different. Uh, like we said on the Max episode, he's being pushed by the competitors. You're not in the best car like Mercedes was. Fair. Right? So Lando's getting his push by going against George and but Mercedes there, Lewis. I, I know that makes sense, but there is complacency if you're out qualifying your teammate every. But Valtteri's a good, quali- Valtteri's a good qualifier. So it's like, here's my thing is like, there is something to be said about a stable veteran that can contribute to a team. So I'm not saying it's McLaren for me, but I'm saying I think I would give him a seat just as much as I would get Esteban Ocon a seat if you want a consistency. Ocon's younger, you know what I mean? So I'm, I would give the seat to Ocon, but I don't think Ocon's much better than Valtteri. Yeah. I, and I mean, if you look at this season, he had so many third-place finishes, right? Like, it's just so blah. But like... Why didn't Checo have those third-place finishes? And obviously, we've talked about that. Valtteri's been in the car for five years. He is a very just 
consistent with being okay. Yeah. So so the so the best team you'd put him on is you're saying is Alfa Romeo. He belonged where he, he should be. He belongs there. I wouldn't want to see him next to Lando. Would you I, I'm not saying Lando. Like if I did say that, I meant like I could see him being on McLaren. Like that's the caliber driver he is. But if I had to put a team, the best team he deserves to be on, I think it'd be Toro Rosso. Sorry, Alpha Tari. I keep saying Toro Rosso on, on pod. Yeah. Because he helps Honestly, the young guy. I think the toughest part about Bottas right now is the guy is um, 32 years old. He's going to be 33 this year. I don't think he's in F1 after his contract in L1. Okay, here's a good debate for you. Lance Stroll of L3 Bottas. For one, like just this one year. Next two years, who do you pick? Valtteri Bottas or Aston Martin? So I honestly he, think they're they're both interchangeable. Like, are you going to prioritize youth? Or are you going to prioritize? But is Lance Stroll really a young guy that you're banking on to grow your like? We're being objective. We're not Lawrence Stroll. If you're running the team, is Lance Stroll the young guy you want to build with? If I'm Aston Martin, obviously the next two years are super critical to winning this championship. Would you or not winning a championship? Getting into what Lawrence championship Stroll contending said, mode. I would I would rather Vettel and Bottas because they can actually help you develop points. a car. You're they, gonna have more boy. You're gonna get more points, and they'll help you develop an actual car. And, and Lance is still making so many mistakes where he crashes or has DNFs. Like, so yeah. So let's talk about a little bit more about Valtteri's year. We can get well, more to he, What about Portugal? You know, he had pole, yeah. right? Well, he had a few poles. Yeah, he had pole, but, but then I again, really, he gets passed by Lewis. He's passed by Max, and then. I remember Portugal so clearly is like, whoa, Valtteri's going to fight Max. And Max was gone into three seconds within two laps. Yo, some of the battles between Max and Valtteri, you can't even call them battles. And then, uh, yeah. And then you got Spain. We'll just keep going through it quickly and we can, then we can talk about it. Valtteri falls behind yet again to Charles. Charles Leclerc in a Ferrari. What do I have in Monaco? Retired. Valtteri disaster pit. That's not his fault. But not going to blame him for that. Baku, he finishes 12th. Let's talk about the no points. So he had Baku, Belgium, he started 10th in Baku. and Mexico. No, let's first start with Baku, how he started in 10th. Why are you starting in 10th in a Mercedes car? And finishing backwards, and Max didn't finish the race. Yeah. And, and signs pass him on a safety car restart. Bottas sitting in the same place, not fighting until people pit. So he literally didn't pass people until people pitted. That happened a few times. Um, what do I have notes in France? Valtteri obviously couldn't fight off Max or Checo. Complained about the double stop. Yeah. But he did have a solid start, so good to you, Valtteri. Styrian, I got no notes, so probably uneventful. I think Austrian was just so Red he Bull dominated. Second. Yeah. But he that's because second. he let him yeah. go through. Remember, he's like, let me try to go chase him, and we knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, Silverstone, he lost to Charles on the start. Bottas couldn't make any time up on Charles Leclerc, which was eight seconds. Ended up around 7.5. What else do we have here? Hungary. He, he actually did some, a, some good work that didn't end up no, on no, anyone. He did good work for Lewis, but a terrible late break. Let's call it what it is. Terrible late break. You know, he got but, penalized for that. So, but, but weren't you know, they, I've watched it so many times. Did, it was but weren't they weren't they one and two? Yeah, they were they were pulse they were they had a front row lockout and then he got beat by Max uh, and Lando. Did he? I'm pretty sure. Remember they were one and two and then he had a bad start. But I've as we just clarified that with Hungary, it was wet and when you look at or he was third. you look at the replay, do you really think it was his 
fault for he, he late, got penalized he late, for it, right? He late break though. Like everybody said, he he his break he. I th- didn't he come? He I finished. Think he was third, by the way, and then he got passed by Perez and Lando. I just know a Red Bull and a McLaren passed him. But from what I remember, and I could be wrong, is that he said, "Sorry, I misjudged my breaking point." He apologized. Remember, because he misjudged his breaking point. Do you remember that? That he literally came out and said that. Yeah. So I, that's his fault. Belgium, he wasn't on the podium. He was. He started on third, bro. Where, yeah. Where did he show up in the rain races? I mean. He was a he was a no show in the rain races because why? Because rain is the greatest neutralizer in F one. It shows what you really are made of. And then you got people like Lewis that love the rain. And then Zandvoort fought Max for one lap after Max pitted. What else do I have? Bottas couldn't pass Perez and Monza. Perez just made work easy work of him. Perez got a five second penalty for fighting somebody else. That's why he got past him. Sochi, terrible in fighting Max, took a 15-place grid penalty, was supposed to hold up Max when he pitted. He sat around 14 to 15 until people pitted. Uh, he moved up because of the rain circumstances, I remember that, just because people didn't change their tires. Cool. Good job, Valtteri. Uh, Austin, 10 laps in, couldn't pass anybody. Only passed people when they started pitting in Austin. And we know what happened in Qatar, uh, how he started in the middle of the pack and he stayed there. He tried to run long. You know what happened in Saudi, and we know he was a no factor in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi. complete non factor. So, so what is the biggest thing we learned from here? Oh yeah, by the way, my other note in Austin is that he couldn't beat signs. <laughs> what is the what is the but main recurring theme? This is also, oh sorry, Austin. He also dropped at the start. Yeah, and Mexico. Hey, let's talk about Mexico. How he didn't close off the the inside with Max Verstappen. <laughs> I'm speechless. I, the thing, and I think on top of us talking about Veltri here is. His peers also don't think he's a good driver. His fans don't think he's a good driver either. <sighs> it's a tough it's a tough one if you're listening, Veltri. He definitely doesn't listen. He's never coming on our podcast. Alpha Mill will probably ban us from getting Guan Yu Zhou back on our show, even though we're big Zhou fans. But I don't know, man. Like it just like the 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 reoccurring theme is like he didn't fight off Max. The only time he pit people is because he'd run long. And it's like, you don't have to work your tires out as hard when you're in a faster car. So you get more of a tire advantage because you don't have to slide through corners trying to keep up pace. So his tires run longer. Like, the only reason he's moving up in a lot of these races where he starts at the back half is because his car's just better. Like, that's like, I think, I don't know. I, I actually just get so frustrated thinking of Valtteri Bottas because obviously, you know, anybody that's an avid listener, Dale always defends Valtteri. But it's like, why are we defending There's this There's no more. It's almost impossible. Actually, it is impossible to defend Valtteri. Yeah, like, I even have, I missed this note, but in Austrian Grand Prix, the only reason Valtteri got ahead of Norris is because he got a five-second penalty when he was defending Alonso. I think that what was it, the case. It's like, why does it, give me a vintage Valtteri performance this year. There's none that are memorable. Is there a good fight he put up all year? I may have to go back and look at his whole career to see some of his. No, best no, I mean this year. Did he? No, did he have the, when he passed Danny Ricardo down a straight in a Mercedes versus a McLaren? I think that was my most memorable Valtteri overtake. And I think it was Sochi too. This was a very, just he was on his way out. He knew it. There was just nothing for him to really do. And but, but why is that it. though? Because he had it's Valtteri. Like I, th- we've come to the conclusion. Like no, but I'm saying, but 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 I'm not saying like to you why, but like why is he on his way out? Because this has been culminating 
for multiple years. And what really frustrates me as a fan of racing is like you're driving for the silver arrows. It is like it is it is a privilege. It is a privilege to race for Ferrari. It is a privilege to race for Mercedes. And in some way, it's a privilege to race for Red Bull and McLaren as well. Like those four teams have such history. Williams right now is not a privilege, but back in the in the in the two thousands, it was a privilege to race for Williams. So it's like you're complaining that you don't have a two year deal, but why aren't you looking yourself in the mirror? Yeah. What? <laughs> he had a, when you sum up his entire career at Mercedes, it is very lackluster. Yeah, and if, if you want to, if we want to keep it one hundred, how much race wins does he have? Ten? I think eleven. He has ten, I think. Because he won number ten. Remember, he was in nine, double digits. He's two above da- Danny Ricardo. Yeah, he may he may have. He has el- 10. eleven. But how many races has he entered in five years? One hundred? No, probably just under. Okay, but close to hundred. Call it. Yeah. So he's won ten percent of his races. And let's. What did Nico win in three years? How many races did Nico win in, in three years? I think Nico won like. Yeah. So he has ten wins. Um. You know he's entered. Around 179 races in his career. It's 101 races from Mercedes. Remember, they were That's celebrating right. 101. They were celebrating 100 races for him. So how much races did how much races did Nico win? I think Nico won what? Let's see. Nico has 23 wins with Mercedes. Okay, let's say during the Turbo era, and he he raced three years. 14, 15, 16. 23 wins wow. in his Turbo era. What's Valtteri's three best years? He might have what five wins in those three years. So it's like, why are we? I know you're not defending him anymore. I know you're a big defender of him before, and I always put that on wax because it was so frustrating when all the facts were in front of you. And I was just like, I don't know how you possibly thought he was a good driver, but who in the world can defend him when he has 10 wins in five years when Nico had... It's bad. And, and how many races It just shows then? you, and this is... I, I think now it is so clear. The only reason Lewis lost this year... Is because Valtteri won ten races in five well, years. Well, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why Lewis lost. Let's be real, but a major one to play a factor was Valtteri was nowhere to be found. Where was he to be? Okay, this is a great topic. Where was Valtteri Bottas at the end of the year when Lewis was fighting for the championship? Where was he in Austin? Where was he it in was Mexico? Always Lewis versus two Red Bulls. Where was he in Qatar? But that's it. Like I mean, this is why Lewis fell into this little like kind of hole this year because for five years it's just been so blah like and i think oh, you yeah, have to go yeah. this five years oh, wow. you got to go back to toto and and be like okay so rossberg retires right and you think about filling that seat in 2017 toto knows valtry very well that's why right he was and, williams you know they brought valtry in first year third okay second year fifth at some point you should have cut your losses fast let me ask you this so Valtteri finished really well in Williams that year when he got transferred to Mercedes, right? So fair. I understand why they brought him over. Young driver. He's like 26, right? 26, 27. He had a decent year. Number three, third year. He finished third. First year in the car. Cool. Finishes fifth. Who do you replace him with? Are you replacing him with Danny Rick? Because that's 2018. Who's the viable choice? Are you taking the young Lando? Are you taking young Charles Leclerc? Yeah. Very fair. No, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not asking you like, I'm not justifying. I'm saying, who would you have took but, 20, uh, then 2019? I'm flipping it, it maybe on total standpoint, it's like, well, we're winning drivers and constructors. Why change it? You're and winning I, the best two. And I agree because it was so... 2018 was a battle, by the way. But not for the constructors more so, but more for the drivers' championship because 
Seb and Lewis fought it out until like the last five or six races. Yeah, it still wasn't. It was like eighty points by the. Yeah, end but it, a lot of it happened towards the end of the year. Like a lot, of, a lot of that gap was spread out in uh, towards the end of the year. But I think going with seven races left, I think it was like I think Seb was ahead or he was behind by single digits, and then Lewis just blew it out the water. He was at least within twenty points or so. Um, but you know what I mean. In twenty twenty one, you decide to make the swap because you see that Valtteri can't compete. When you, someone has a competitive car, and I'm surprised that they never seen this. And just in terms of wins, like having ten win races in. Okay, let's leave this year out. Okay, ha- having nine win races in eighty races, seventy nine races is like, how many does Lewis get? Like, do we not look at those averages? Yeah, it's just it's so lopsided. It is very lopsided, and I feel like um, he had race win before he came to Mercedes. He had one in Williams, right? No, he won his first one in Mercedes. He had a bunch of podiums. Okay. He won his first one in Mercedes. So he had, up until this year, nine race wins. Yeah, he had nine race wins. I'm 99% sure he won all of his races with Mercedes. Yeah. Um, because they say the first one's the sweetest. So, um, the one thing I will say is that, just going back on it, and it's not like, I, I just have a disdain for Valtteri because it's just, I feel like it's such a privilege driving for the Silver Arrows, and it's, well, in today's age, it is. Maybe not f- seven years ago, but today it is. And it's like, if you're not giving it your all, if you're not risking it, because it's just like he just sits and he doesn't fight. And it's really frustrating to watch. And I'm not even a huge Mercedes fan. I've come on wax and said the only team I really don't like is I really don't like Red Bull. i kind of okay with every other team doing well. Like, you kind of cheer for every team, but it's like watching Mercedes and being happy for Lewis' success is always like, where's Valtteri? And how much times did we hear Lewis say, where's Valtteri? Yeah. On the radio, where's Valtteri? And I mean, Lewis has been very like respectable towards Valtteri, but I'm sure there's been times where Lewis and Toto have probably had meetings like, man, this guy needs to step up. He does need to step up. And just think about it too, right? I think, I think this is the easiest way to sum it up. And this won't end our episode, but I think this is the easiest way to sum it up. What, is it fair to say... Mercedes and Red Bull car is pretty even, but you would give the edge to Mercedes car. Mm-hmm. So the only question I have for you, and you can say no comment, is where is Valtteri to be found when Lewis and Max, and he's starting in third, make 20-second gaps with the rest of the field? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. You, there's actually no answer for that except for bad. It, bad, no. Mediocre, yes. Mediocre is my It just my, is my shows answer. you how... Much better, both Max and Lewis are. But it just shows you how special of a driver you have to be because you got to think about this, right? Like, let's, they probably split the gap to like 12 seconds within 25 laps, right? Let, let's call it 12 seconds. It's not 20 seconds. And that's where, but you're shaving off like half a mil, half a second every lap. So it's like, you, he's in the same car as Lewis. You might have different setups, but you have the same equipment. So it's like, you literally have to shave off half a second. How much better is Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen than Valtteri? That just shows you incredible because. They're able to put that kind of gap in over a race in a, in twenty ish laps. The same car, and you got to look at this too, right? Like, why is a guy like Charles Leclerc and Lando Norris keeping up with the Mercedes, which obviously has a clear pace advantage, right? Like, when you look at qualifying, those guys are always up on Mercedes, and I'm sorry, Ferrari and McLaren by point three, point four, like at least around half a second. So you got to ask yourself that question: is like. Valtteri, why are you hanging out with these guys? That's why it's going to be a very long year for Valtteri and that alpha. And we'll see. You know what? He might have to push the car more. 
And by all means, we have to make this very clear. Maybe Mercedes asked Valtteri not to be risky. Maybe they asked him not to push the car on the edge. We don't know. But these are questions that I've asked because I just look at these different things as an objective race fan. And I'm probably not objective, not probably, I'm not objective towards Valtteri. I push an agenda that Valtteri is not a great driver. But when I first entered the sport, re-entered it, obviously I watched it casually as a kid. Now that we're covering it, it's a little different. When I first watched it, I'm like, why is he hanging out with these cars that are clearly not in the same class as his car? Yeah, there's a definitely a gap when it came to desire to win. And I mean, we heard it earlier um, or this past season when he was on Beyond the Grid and he talked about he, after that first or second year, he, maybe he did just say, forget it. Like he realized he wasn't good enough to compete with Lewis and he just accepted to be bad. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on his like, on his year that maybe we haven't talked about? Anything you want to highlight? Anything we want to miss? Is there anything to highlight? No. Ultimately, I... Veltri's a good F1 driver. He's a good F1 driver. Leave it at that. Quick note. What do you grade his whole time in Mercedes? Not this year. His whole five years in Mercedes? It's a D. It's a D. I'm giving him a it's C. It's a fail. I'm giving him a C. It's not a fail. It's in the... You just, you barely made the cut. Like, you, you slid on. What about this year? Oh, this year was a fail, man. This like, year I'm giving him a D. It's, it's, a, it's a D because he, he left Lewis out to dry. And my biggest thing, my last sign-off is, he was nowhere to be found in no memorable moment, so I'm giving him a D on my part. Valtteri Bottas, you get a D, you're off to Alfa Romeo, I hope you find your love and desire to race because it may be the last contract you get in the sport. Yeah, and I'll say this too is you'll be judged by different standards next year. So you'll be a little less criticized on this podcast next year. And just so you guys know, before we sign out, make sure you guys go plug in the fanabox.com. Get your best F1 gear there. They have every team except for Haas. Don't know why they don't have Haas, but they got Alpha Mail. They got everything else. Easy shipping from America. Good to go. Fanabox.com. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.